0: Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about everything that was announced during the financial results. We'll be talking about WandaVision, safety, godmothered. We're going to be talking about the right stuff, giving our thoughts on the latest episode of the Mandalorian and a lot more. But before we get into any of that, just a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can also subscribe on our YouTube channel. We're literally just a couple hundred away from 50,000 subscribers. A huge thank you to everyone over there. You can also subscribe on the audio platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, etc. And a big shout out to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube, where you can support us from as little as $2 a month. for everyone in the gold tier and above, just a big thank you to What's On Netflix, Lauren, The Juice, Darren, Andrew, a huge shout out to Sarah as well for all of her support. And also, um, we've also got uh, Joshua on YouTube as well. And again, just thank you to all of our Silver members as well for all of your support. It does all make a massive difference in making sure the podcast and the channel continue. So let's jump into it. Big news in some ways with the financial results that always tends to bring a few big announcements. And the big one really has to be Division, January the 15th, it skipped back in a couple. To be honest, it only really pushed back about three weeks from when I thought it was going to drop anyway. Um, but yeah, so what did you think of the release date?
1: Yeah, same thing as you. I'm a little bit sad that we're not getting it this year. I was holding out hope it would drop maybe the week after Mandalorian finished up or something like that. But honestly, uh, it works out pretty well. I don't think a lot of people were going to have the opportunity to to watch it over you know a family holiday. Although it is a good time to watch something with family that's a little trippy looking. Maybe not something I'd want to watch with my parents. But uh, it's not, not that far back. January, what was it, 15th? uh somewhere in that range yeah is perfectly reasonable not 2020 but close enough for for my happiness yeah
0: it's funny because so many people have been like it kind of was building throughout the week because disney were releasing images and they were saying stuff about it everyone's gonna just give us a date and and i'm like they're gonna release the date just before the investors call because they're going to need that big boost they always like to do a big drop just before the investors call um to show that they you know they're in business and they they got big news um so WandaVision it like I said I was expecting December the 18th that was when division. that's when the last episode of the Mandalorian was dropping that would have let us in for the next few weeks but with Soul coming on Christmas Day it kind of made sense to slip back and then it would have been like New Year's Day so it makes I don't know to me it just like a few weeks really didn't make a lot of difference. I was, you know, we already knew that it was coming in December from way earlier this year. You know, it's been on the cards for December. Um, I know there's was kind of this. The source code was saying Thanksgiving, but generally that was something I never really um, was expecting because of the Mandalorian. So I, I was like, yeah, cool. That's that's great. I know there's been a lot of excitement about Marvel and some disappointment from a lot of people that the first year of Disney didn't have it, but that's to Falcon and the winter, so you not finished filming. Um I and I you know, I think I think that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people have quite grasped the whole thing of what the what the closing down actually when it was gonna hit us. So I think everyone was sort of, you know, the shutdown at, from March onwards was going to affect TV in the summer. But it's it's really gonna be sp- um this coming winter where the TV is really affected because WandaVision was filmed did finish filming in or end of March or beginning of March. Mandalorian season two finished in uh, February. So both of those shows would have been coming out around now anyway. It's, it's the stuff that's coming after this for the next six months. I mean, obviously Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think they just had that last bit of film and they've done it. It's all done. So that's great. But yeah, it's, it's I think it's going to be like, basically January through the Easter is when we're really going to have a struggle. But you know, there's going to be some things that they might fill it in with.
1: I think there's just a general misunderstanding of how television in particular is made even if it's for streaming mm. it it's it takes a long time especially with special effects heavy shows like the mandalorian falcon and the winter soldier presumably wandavision will be as well it's yeah it's not an instantaneous process they don't finish filming and it's on tv the next day these aren't soap operas or whatever and even those yeah. take a little little while before well, they, they uh they air
0: well i know like for example like um with a lot that happened here like you know things like EastEnders and stuff like that. They took months before they kind of eventually ran out because they were like months in advance. And like, you know, I started watching your documentary last night and you know, they were filming it back. It was filmed back in November before the whole situation happened. And with was that thing of, you know, we're seeing stuff so far in advance. It was kind of funny. I was watching another documentary the other day and we were actually in the high street in the nearest city to meet and we saw it being filmed. He was and, and we're going, oh my word, that was like 10, 9, 11 months ago when we when we saw him filming it, you know. And it is, I don't, it's it's not like YouTube where I film it and it's up in an hour <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah, no, this is the thing with, um, you know, television, it does take a while. But to me, division, January, this is fantastic. We've got Mandalorian right through till Christmas.
1: We have a dog,
0: yeah, she's a dog, and she's just she decided to climb in behind the unit, so I'm just going to have to just. That's not <laughs> yeah, no, she um, it's I think it's I think Wonder for then is a great time because we're going to get Mandalorian going right through, and then we're going to he- end up with uh Soul for Christmas and a few more bits and pieces. So I think that's, that's
1: a good lineup. It is a solid lineup. Um, I think it, it bridges uh the gap between Mandalorian ending and WandaVision starting up nicely. It gives us a week off at the beginning of the year as well, so we can start off twenty twenty one. In a happier place than all of 2020 at this point, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things of just because the date
0: changes because we made up a clock doesn't actually mean that anything changes. Um, um. It, <laughs> let us dream,
1: Roger. Let us dream. This is a Disney <laughs>
0: podcast, yes, yes. Remember 2020 that was everyone's year, right? So, moving on from there, um, there is actually going to be a packed couple of months. Actually a, couple, a month before Christmas because Disney announced two new movies are going to be dropping in December. On December the 4th, we're going to be getting Godmothered, which stars um, uh, Gillian Bell and also Arla Fisher. And this one, she's a, a, a young fairy godmother who's trying to kind of show that there's still magic in the world and all the rest of it. And um, we've also got Safety, which they actually released a trailer for. That will be coming on the 11th of December. And that one's an American football thing about the um, guy who ends up having to look after his uh, brother. And yeah, so if if you're into sports movies, um, that one's obviously going to be a thing for you. But I was kind of surprised with both of them dropping around then. Um, I mean, I thought, ooh, two movies back to back. And then we got Soul. Um, Yeah, it's pretty good. I suspect we shall see the Godmother trailer either over the weekend or next week, because we also had the Black Beauty trailer as well dropped this week. Mm -hmm. Um, We had the... Mickey Mouse shorts trailer dropped this week. We had the inside Pixar. We've had, I, I I don't know what was going on in America, but it's almost like the PR team didn't put anything out for like two weeks. And then suddenly this week had to announce everything. I don't know what it was, but we won't go near that. But it did something. was like, how many announcements? Tra- it's like one day I'm going, they put out like six announcements today. <laughs> it was like, they've been stacking them up.
1: <laughs> they have been. And it was kind of nice to have a, a bunch of content, even if it was short form trailer content to, to go through. And I have to say some of the stuff looks pretty interesting. Actually, all of it looks pretty interesting. Now that we look at it, the, the Mickey Mouse shorts, obviously that's really just a continuation of the Mickey Mouse that's already been running. Uh, Black Beauty, we're not the target audience for that, but still looks like it's gonna be pretty quality. I think people are gonna enjoy that. It's got a good cast. I still don't know why the horse has a voice especially since they didn't feature the voice in the trailer at all, but we'll have to wait and see what they're doing for that. And as you said, safety is looking like it's going to be a pretty good sports movie, although, I mean, American football is not my thing. Obviously, it's not your thing. I think there's a, a decent hook in there, though, with the older brother having to take care of the younger brother and turning his own life upside down, but doing it willingly. It's obviously an act of love yeah. between them, and uh, he doesn't feel burdened by it or anything like that. So despite the fact that the sport itself isn't really either of our things. I think we can uh, both look forward to at least seeing how the, the brother story plays into it.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me as well, um, I, American football movies, I, you know, the only one I think I've ever enjoyed was the water boy. Um,
1: <laughs> technically um, it counts.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, for me, obviously, you know, I'm not a huge uh, NFL or um, football fan. You know, I, I, but I do like these kind of movies sometimes. You know, they got the feel-good one. I will obviously give it a go going in. In some ways, is it kind of helps me because I, my expectations are so low. they go, oh, oh, I enjoyed that. That was fine. Um, I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of it. There was quite a bit of excitement about it. The name I still think is very bad. I, um,
1: it's- yeah, I, I get why they call it safety. There's, there's a couple of, it's a little bit of wordplay going on there you know he, he's saving the brother and yeah. presumably he's playing the safety in football yeah. I'm not actually sure which position he plays but I have to agree in terms of naming they probably get, should have gone with something a little more or sorry a little less generic well I mean uh, yeah I mean as far
0: as it's it's, it's, a, it's just not a it's just not a very interesting and also it doesn't say what it is you know especially if you aren't familiar with it or um, it's a little bit along the lines of you know some of the comments and stuff was like you know what you know they thought it was yeah. a safety announcement or something like that and it was like yeah this I don't know it's that's my only issue the trailer looks looks fine I'll like I said I'm happy to happy to watch it. out of the I think for me between like Black Beauty uh safety and Godmother Godmother's the one I'm probably the one I'd be like oh that's a that's like a holiday movie that's kind of you know a bit of magic got a you know a bit of some comedy in it. That's the kind of the one I'm kinda out of the free I'd be like yeah, that's it. This Black Beauty looks looks pretty good. Um, it was funny because my wife, she we were going for it, and she goes, "Put the trailer on," because I said, "Well," and it sort of says, "Well, you're going to be watching this one anyway." I'm um, so like, "Okay, cool." And so we watched the trailer. "Oh yeah, now yeah, I'll watch that one." So that, that's that's what I like. Sometimes it's that thing of, you know, especially with the movies, it's like, "No, we, we can watch them together and stuff." So Black Beauty is definitely one I thought looks good. I thought that one looks looked fine. Exactly what I was expecting. You know she's lost her parents, she connects with the horse, the horse gets taken away, and then she's got to find the horse, you know, the, the, the you know the, what do they call it, the McGubbin? the, what's the... McGuffin? Yeah,
1: McGuffin. yeah, you know, where you've always got to, there's always something that you've got to go off and chase. Right, yeah, the McGuffin or we use the term more often as like the super powered item that will solve all the problems kind of deal, you know, uh, for Avengers, it would be like the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet, or... Um, the power reactor or you know the thing that if we have it it solves our problems or okay. alternatively it's the thing that causes all the problems like the bomb on the bus and speed would be the macguffin for that movie yeah. and you still don't want to be on a bus more than 55
0: miles an hour but oh, no. yeah uh, absolutely not especially if uh <laughs> sandra Bullock's on it yeah <laughs> yeah stay away um, from sandra Bullock. Yes. Um. So from there, so those that today were some good announcements and lots of nice stuff. This, to be honest, between now and Christmas, we I think we've got a really nice jam packed. You know, we got four movies. I mean, four movies in the case of six, seven weeks. We've got the holiday special coming up. We've got uh, Marvel Six One Six. We've got more Mandalorian. We've got the right stuff. So yeah, I think we've got a nice. I think there's a lot of expectations this week with it being the first anniversary that we were gonna. Um. Get a lot of announcements or some surprise drops and stuff the surprise drops really were the home alone movies dropping onto the um us disney plus but the, speaking because they had the investors call as well on the same day they announced that they have got 73.7 million subscribers now with a quarter of them now coming from india through disney plus hot star um great news but that date was only like the october the third or something they normally give us like an update like as of a few days ago But I think they're holding on to that for the investors day. So they can kind of go, here is a bigger number because the Latin America launching uh, next week. So that's going to be a huge spike in new signups, also the holiday season and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, the the actual investors call other than that. We had it confirmed that they're going to be looking into, well, they're not someone looking into, but they're going to be going into more depth about premier access that's something that isn't going away they're going to be bringing they're going to be keeping that not a huge surprise i think i've been saying this for ages um i think with cinemas going forward and stuff it just makes sense for them to do it this way of just trying to get as much money as they can because next year's still going to be bumpy i know we've you know we've all like the vaccine and stuff but it's still this is going to take a year to get all this sorted um so i think 2021 i think they're kind of loading it up uh for that and So I generally think as a whole, the trouble with the investors called it very much was along the lines of they, if he, if we we were having a bit of a laugh on Twitter about the fact that if you had a drinking game and you had a drink or a sip every single time that they mentioned, Oh, you will tell you more on the investors day on the December the 10th, you'd be, drunk completely you'd be plastered because they must have mentioned it so many times every time they went to, they asked the question is i will tell you on the investors day oh I well I yeah we'll talk about more on disney plus on investors day and hulu and star they really i think they were deflecting it they were using the streaming stuff as a push forward to kind of get over the fact that the parks had been decimated because obviously the situation in the studios but they still kind of managed to make a profit so that was definitely a good thing
1: i Can't hold that against them, and they want to hold they them wanting to hold stuff back for Investors Day makes sense because they will probably be able to give us more details about a lot more things by December tenth. Like they could probably give us generalizations now, but they can give specifics uh, then. So, yeah, I think we are. I personally
0: think we are. I think, I think we're going to see a massive reshuffle or a massive shakeup of Disney Plus and Hulu and Slash Star. I think we are. I think the the words that are coming out, and this is going to lead on to the topic, um, because this week Peter Rice, who runs the general entertainment division, which is basically the television division, they've kind of they've been changing the internal structure of Disney so much over the past few weeks. So they made a big kind of note, and there's been some big changes, and how all their content comes out now. Basically, all the all the different studios and stuff are making stuff, and Disney Plus has now been integrated with Hulu and. They're all under one big sort of banner now of General Entertainment with the, all the content being created for Disney Plus now basically under the Disney branded, which was the Disney Channel. You now they've re- merged everything around a bit, reorganized them, essentially taken I think, a lot of the decision-making about TV shows away from Disney Plus and put it more onto the content creators are creating the content and then they discuss, then they choose where they want to send it. Everything's more streamlined. Basically anything under D- Disney is now under the Disney branded division, which was the Disney Channel, which essentially I would say online, if it's got the Disney logo slapped on it, it's gonna come under them. <laughs> That's kind of the way I think this, the most simplistic way of looking at it, which I think is more it makes more sense. We're gonna see a much more they're fully focused on streaming and they're calling it you know linear. They're basically, this whole thing like we've been talking about for years of this like, well, that's television and that's streaming, and you're not coming anywhere near me, and that's long. that looks like that is all being pushed aside, and it's like, nope, this is the new the, the streaming is the new top thing. And yeah, lots of lots of reshuffling. Um, for example, now the uh is it Courtney Monroe who runs National Geographic, she is um Now going to have more control over giving content to Disney Plus that way as well. And I think just as a whole,
1: we are going to see a lot more content dropping onto Disney Plus in the future. I mean, it's pretty much their only option at this point. I know the Disney Channel will will still exist for quite some time, but honestly, the Disney Channel just doesn't generate buzz. And Disney Plus does. When you, you put something and say, oh, it's coming to Disney Plus, people will pay attention to it a bit more than... Uh, Disney Channel, mm. it's well, just the fact now.
0: Well, it was also not even that, but I mean, you it's like, for example, me here in the UK, we don't have um, the Disney Channel
1: anymore. Well, it doesn't it,
0: exist, it doesn't even exist anymore, so therefore, it's like, um, yeah, it, it doesn't work.
1: I mean, that's exactly why. Uh, we in the States, though, even here, uh, the, D- the Disney Channel does exist, we have Disney XD and a couple other channels as well, but we've talked about they'll probably be compressing those at some point. And even so, I don't think I've really heard any news about what's coming out on those channels, except every once in a while, you know, you'll you'll post an article and be like um, the holiday special is coming out on Disney channel. And you're like, well, okay, that's cool. I'll just wait for it to pop onto Disney plus instead. And some people will come back and say, Oh, well, you're just saying that because you're on the Disney plus uh, podcast here, but it's like, no, literally, I don't think I have turned to the Disney channel. At all on my TV since Owl House premiered the, the, yeah. and, that, and now that's on Disney Plus and I only watched like two episodes on Disney Channel. It's like I am enjoying it but I'm gonna wait for it to be on Disney Plus at that point. Yeah I, I mean I, I am I if I was to pick up a bet for the investors day I'm gonna be
0: guessing either day and date or Fridays for new episodes a new movies. I think we're gonna r- lose all of that kind of um, six month thing because it's just they need they need the content fast. They need there's no point having our sit, you know, the owl house sitting around for nine to ten months um elsewhere. So bring it to Disney Plus straight away each episode. It bump, bumps out Disney Plus, makes it look better. So I, I that's my one of my major pictures, but we're gonna go into that bit more later in another episode nearer the time. But I think all of this, all of this lining up and they're going, they're getting rid of all the the boundaries are are breaking down. You know, you'd, you'd contact Disney Channel and they'd be like, oh yeah yeah well that's a disney plus division we don't talk about them or is now i mean there's even a new disney plus um advertising agency they've split the um the pr divisions up and basically disney channel and disney plus are like that now i mean they're all on all the content they're creating is all coming under it there's it's going to be a lot of changes in the in the next year i think with disney plus they've covid has completely just speeded this process up and they've got the success on their hands you know they've got hundred plus million people now subscribe to Hulu and Disney plus, you know, that's, that's it. I mean,
1: things are just moving so quickly. And it's not going to be a Disney specific thing either. We're going to see this with all the major streaming uh, companies, especially those that are owned by um, channels or content producers themselves. They're going to be skipping uh, television or they're going to be going, all right, it's on TV and tomorrow it's on, you know, our localized thing. And there's really not much that can be done about it at this point. It's the state of the world. It it would have happened anyway at some point, but we're looking at it now from the point of view, COVID has accelerated this massively. And I I kind of, on the one hand, I, I wish that wasn't the case because, you know, the, the whole situation is pretty terrible. But on the other hand, uh, you know, it, it makes it easier for us to have everything on streaming it and not have to have commercials. That... So there's also been some good news this week
0: because Darkwing Duck is set to return in a rebooted series for Disney+. Plus. Again, this is something we're going to see a lot more of, I think of stuff just starting to roll over the Disney+. Plus. Um, I think it makes total sense because Darkwing Duck was actually in the new DuckTales series just a couple of weeks ago. It makes complete and utter sense. You know, they're rebooting everything else. Why not Darkwing Duck? One of my personal favorites from the 90s. It's kind of, that time, though, the only thing I remember with Darkwing Duck was it was about the same time that, like, we had Batman, Superman, X Men, you know, Spider Man. So it was that kind of. I remember just being like, "Oh, it's good." It's just, I, like, kind of, I just I was maybe at that age where it was just like the over.
1: Uh, it was definitely a golden age of animation at that point. There were so many good shows on, and Darkwing Duck uh, was definitely among them. But I can see why, if you're going up against uh, the bruce tim and paul denny batman series or the x-men animated series or the spider-man series it was going at the same time why it might get shuffled off to the side but honestly ever since they announced the ducktales uh reboot not even showing it just announced it it was like are we gonna get darkwing duck i want darkwing duck to come alongside this i also want uh rescue rangers i know that they had something in production but we haven't heard about it in a while Um, i think
0: they they are in the new DuckTales series as well they're going to be in there as well. So I yeah,
1: I've, I've only seen season one of DuckTales so far, and Darkwing Duck made a cameo in that season, but I don't think the Rescue Rangers did. Uh, so I need to get caught up with that. But yeah. e- either way, super happy for, for more Darkwing Duck. Give us some Rescue Rangers as well on top of that, and I will feel like a 90s kid all over again.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the cool thing, really. There's lots, lots of good stuff coming down the line. Um, but yeah, there's also... It's just that was literally one that broke literally last night after I, I messaged with all the all the information. But moving on from there, I just want to have a quick look through the um the trending tab before we get into our show reviews for the week. Um so here, trending, let's move right to the end. So we have got in at the in the last spot, Zootopia, Cars 2. So Cars, not Cars 2. No, why would anyone want to watch Cars 2? Um, Home Alone 2, which is a new entry. Bluey, Tangled, Coco. Avengers, Toy Story, Phileas and Ferb, Incredibles 2, Clouds. Nice to see that one still in there. Um, the Right Stuff. People are still watching that one, which is good. Onward, Once Upon a Snowman, Toy Story 4, Once Upon a Time, Jesse, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Frozen, Frozen 2, Moana. New entry into the top four was Home Alone. And I think that will probably be around for a while because that's a good one. Then then Clubhouse simpsons mandalorian um so it's really just home alone kind of jumping in and being the main thing this week not a huge surprise um there was not really an expectation i think of inside pixar going anywhere near it but obviously it yeah it's just nice to have all of that content dropping in onto um disney plus now speaking of inside pixar you watched an episode of that what did you think of it
1: i did um i watched the first episode which was about the writer or or the co-writer of it and overall i enjoyed it uh, it was. It, I, I enjoyed the writing side of things, so I, I liked hearing his process and what he added to it, and uh, his take on the character. What is it all about? Soul. Yes, soul. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I should have specified. it. it yeah. This is inside Pixar, not inside yeah. Soul. Uh, yeah. So the writer, co-writer for Soul, hmm. um, and he was talking about the additions that he brought to the main character and uh, his perspective on it. It's always interesting to see how these evolve. So where it was at when he came in, and, and where it at it is at now. Um, I find the process fascinating, so I really enjoyed this episode I overall. Find,
0: I still find this whole thing with um, those movies of just how fluid they are. I mean, I always thought, you know, when they said, "Oh, they take like four years to make," it's like, okay, well, they you know, they give me a, a nice finely crafted um, thing that's really tight like they're still changing things so so close to it it's almost like you know they just I don't know it's, it's such a it's really a really real opener, opener with with all of this especially that frozen one I just realized just like it's like okay I thought there was a much tighter process then <laughs> it seems so fluid at the end.
1: yeah especially when they were talking uh, in frozen 2 about like uh, we don't even really know what the story is we've got the trailer out uh, not really sure and then and they're like, oh, well, maybe this is just the Pixar thing. And then we watched that uh, Howard Ashman documentary, and they're like, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, it's out in like eight months. And uh, Howard Ashman came in, and we decided to change the entire movie around the songs that he wrote. And I'm like, wait, what? So, oh, you know.
0: It's, it, it's straight. I think I think it's just that thing of they, they spend a lot of time developing all the characters. But like once they've kind of got all that done, they can kind of just obviously just do what they want it because maybe because they can, because it's easier. Um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, a fun fun little series i've seen two episodes um i'm glad they only put five out um because otherwise it would have kind of become the uh i think the next one day at Disney short um i thought they were okay i I wasn't blown away i was like okay this is nice nice fluffy stuff um went into a little bit of detail i think the 10 minutes helped kind of give them a little bit more scope but generally um again it in one way, one of, this would have been one episode if they put them all together.
1: I was actually expecting it to be one episode, to be honest. I was expecting to sit down and watch a uh, straight 45-minute or 50-minute documentary, and instead we had five little mini-documentaries, all much more tightly focused, but it, it feels a little more disjointed this way. I would have preferred uh, a fluid, um, overarching narrative that... That kind of showed pixar rather than little pieces of pixar
0: yeah i mean i think generally as a whole um they i don't think they did a great job in kind of promoting this series it, i mean they didn't even put the trailer out to like two days before it um i don't know it's, it's kind of sometimes with these things of like maybe they the trouble is with this behind the scenes stuff because apparently it's like one-on-one of it it only appeals to certain audience and also a lot of people would like look they kind of look down on it and like, well this is all just cheap and it's like well it is is cheaper tv for them to make but it does kind of make sense for them to do you know well they do seem to love doing their behind the scenes stuff
1: i mean i think they're just in the habit of doing behind the scenes stuff because you look at at the their history of dvd and blu-ray releases and they're almost always packed with things so i think they've just it's their habit uh, uh, to to wander around with cameras being like hey let's talk to this guy over here maybe we'll use it in the documentary maybe it'll be in the behind the scenes this is this is our audio mixer this is our writer this is the people jumping down the hallway on little cardboard sheets to make it look like they're uh the the toy army guys in toy story whatever it it i used to love watching those things on the you know the original toy story and bugs life and and so forth and it's honestly fun to see them continuing doing it and this makes sense as a way to continue doing it with dvd sales and such kind of dropping a bit in favor of uh them moving to streaming
0: well i think as well and not you know, even it's just like you say you know they do the extras and they've always been popular they've always been something done but releasing them as extras within disney plus doesn't really make a lot of sense when it's like we just put them all together into a bit of a better thing and you suddenly got yourself a show you know um and it, i think people are always going to be interested i think we're always going to have a lot of this i think People just need to accept that Disney like creating stuff about how they create it because they've they've been doing this for, as you said, 20, 30 years of film, you know, you watch that Howard documentary, you know, how much footage they have of them making a TV, a movie from back in the nineties, eighties? You know, they've been doing this for a long time and they know it works. And it's just a way of using that technology. you know, that and I expect as well, in some ways it's probably it's a, it's a generally a much cheaper show to create because they've already got Everyone paid up, signed up, doing it, and it just, just it's just yeah, it's just good. But yeah, I, I, it's okay. I, it's it's not one of the best ones. But moving it's on from there, yeah,
1: definitely yeah. not one of the best ones. But you're not really expecting it to be. It's a good, you know, 15 minute slot. I don't have enough time to watch a full show, but I, I wanted want to to watch something. And honestly, it's not something that, that that Disney was really looking at to drive people to Disney Plus. It's just a bonus. For being on it in the first place much like dvds back in the day you never bought the dvd to hear the commentary track you didn't buy it to to see the behind the scenes documentary they were just nice things to have on top of getting the movie yeah i think that's the thing you've got to look at it they're extras they're not
0: they're not normal stuff um and that's kind of the way to move on so let's now talk about let's do the right stuff because we've got the pen episode of the right stuff i think things definitely started picking up a little bit in this episode because we kind of essentially caught up with a clip from the very first episode and brought it all in and yeah quite a quite a,
1: a fun episode what did you think of that one? yeah uh, i'm looking forward to the next episode mostly at this point he said things were speeding up and i was kind of like oh they they made a lot of forward motion but they didn't actually you know do the important things yet uh, but it was good to see you know the movement it was good to see them you know, getting the, the last minute jitters and the behind the scenes of how do we make this decision? Do we feel like we can do this? Can we launch a guy into space? Because we're kind of behind the curve now at this point and uh, they just got to do it. And and then there's also the, let's uh, call it the, the backroom politics between the wives, um, Shepard yeah. and, and Glenn kind of having it out a little bit there too. And Scott Carpenter thrown in. Uh, I could talk about all those for hours, but what was your your impression well, of them?
0: I'm going to be honest. See,
1: the thing is for me is it, it has changed a
0: little bit because because I've now seen the, the real right stuff. It's mm. a two-hour documentary that you'll all get to see on Disney Plus next week. I put up my full video review and written review on the website already, but because of that, I now, I've now i such been spoiled into I know now what happened in history because I didn't know. And I, straight up, I didn't know anything about this stuff before we watched it. So therefore... So the, the show kind of really helped kind of set that up for me. Um, so I now know, I, I know what happens. So therefore it took a little bit of the edge off the, off the series, but then it made me like, oh, now I know what's actually happening. Um, and I think that's definitely a good thing moving forward of how it does that. Um, I, I thought the scene on the roof kind of, it kind of that thing of like Glenn was completely, he, Obviously, was just reacting, and and I kind of felt a bit bad for Glenn at that point because it's like he doesn't know what
1: Alan thinks something's going on here, and he hasn't he hasn't actually done anything different. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain amount of projection from Alan's character or from Alan in that case, where he's just like, "This is how I would react. I would be, you know, gunning for this spot. If I didn't have it, I would be playing all of these dirty tricks. I would be doing everything I could." To undermine him and he's kind of going well then glenn must be doing the same and glenn's kind of like well yeah i want the position and i've certainly done some things that i wouldn't normally have done but i'm not going to push you off a roof i'm not going to you know go absolutely nuts plus we'd already had that scene with carpenter where he's like all right you know what let's just buckle down and and, and do our job yeah. do what we're supposed to do
0: yeah and i, you know, I mean not even I mean the whole relationship between the two even got brought up in the documentary about how you know the whole thing of him standing up there and kind of telling everyone that and it got everyone's back up and the fact that Carpenter and Glenn were a kind of one group and all the other guys were in the other group. so i I thought that worked because it was almost like, yeah, carpenter had barely been kind of showcased in this in this at all. And obviously he you know he was really important because um as well. And I, yeah, I, I just like that whole thing. And I, in some ways, it it was much more about Alan this episode. Glenn kind of had been, you know, he's he's knows his place, and you can see he's just, he's put out because he's not number one, and he's having to play along with the game. But yeah, he generally in that scene just he, you know he was just trying to do his bit. He was he was playing good guy and just trying to. Whereas Alan was, you know, in some ways. A little bit well, I mean, I'm not surprised, you know. He, he he might be, you know, the fact of him even having to kind of authorize the eulogy, <laughs> you know, I think it was all that thing of, you know, if he's going to go. He's, he's, he just flies by this, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't waste time, he doesn't wait about and think about things, he just reacts,
1: which is very common in test pilots, which is, of course, what all of them were. And it makes sense that's what you hired you'd hired test pilots they're very get up and go there's a job it needs doing so let's do the job and yeah, yeah. and it, it really does show in this episode it'll show more next episode as well um but now having i have not seen the real right stuff obviously I, I don't get the early access uh but I, I already know the story yeah so knowing the story now though i think you can also understand some of the the comments i've made previously where i'm like there are so many interesting stories that happen after this first launch and we won't get to see them and i'm really really frustrated by that but i'm still enjoying it in the moment i'm really excited for next episode uh i don't know if they're going to show like the entire first flight because it's only 15 minutes long the, the mm-hmm. flight itself is only 15 minutes long or they're going to cut it up or are they going to do a fast forward and kind of show what happens with everyone else or, or what's going on i'm kind of Kind of looking forward to that. Plus, watching the actual documentary uh, should be. A yeah, I, the good thing I like with the documentary, and this will
0: be so. You know, I've mentioned this on so many of the documentaries. There's doesn't there's not really like an audio commentary. Yes. What they t- what they tend to do is they've got so much footage from the real event that they can actually put their own interviews and own things in it. So therefore, they'll just flash up on the screen like a, a text thing, kind of giving you a an idea of what the montage is going to be. But because they're using the real stuff, there's no, like, yeah, there's just no. And I kind of really enjoyed that because it's like it didn't need it. This the way that they were presented it, it didn't need it because the in, the interviews were flowing from one to another, and then they a little bit of text saying this happened next, this happened next, this happened that kind of thing. And like, it was so refreshing not having you know because some of the National Geographic um, audio thing, they it feels like they're talking. And this one wasn't, and it was so refreshing not to have that whole hi, you know, now he's got to go, in, you know, it's like, yeah, we don't need that, you know,
1: this peppy, you know, it was like, no, it's proper serious. And here's Shepard entering the capsule for the first time where he'll discover a card left by John Glenn that, that's supposed to be a joke, but he thinks it's not funny at all. Like, yeah, yeah. what's going to go on there? I would um, highly recommend if, if you like this documentary, and the, this is for everyone else as well, check out the Apollo 11 documentary. It's not Disney, uh, but it's from last I want to say it was last year because last year was the anniversary of the uh, the moon landing team actually. Yeah. And it, it is fantastic. It's in the same style, very, very little commentary, all authentic footage from the time with a couple of narration bits to be like, this is what's happening. And uh, sorry, written narration Mm -hmm. and a couple of diagrams where they're like, all right, this is the, the trajectory they're going to do to go around the moon and things like that. Absolutely fantastic. It's about an hour long, sadly, not Disney, but, worth tracking down if you find that you like the real right stuff uh next week if you if you enjoy yeah, it, track that I, down. I, I guess and kind of combinating all together i think was great
0: i think it's a smart idea to drop it um in some ways yeah dropping it next week is a great idea for them to do it that way and i think that's definitely a good thing of how they've done it um but yeah just general just really enjoy the series companies like next week's the last episode i'm like oh it's like,
1: is this the kind of thing, like, are you sure
0: you could have done 22 episodes? It kind of kind of
1: quite like this. <laughs> I know I I am desperately hoping for a second season, even if they pick up the second season where they're like, okay, Mercury program is done. We are moving on to Project Gemini here. Uh, here's, uh, you know, Neil Armstrong and, and all these guys uh, going up in the dual flights. I would really love them to do that. But I, from the very beginning, I'm like, I want to see all the flights. I want to see Gordon Cooper's flight because that flight is absolutely bonkers that- which one was the one that he um
0: he, he got carried away with the camera and was that cooper i think one of them got got Chirac, carried away actually so one of them got carried away with um taking too many pictures
1: and ended up like using up all the fuel and like overshots. oh no no that was that was carpenter um yeah and mission control was furious at carpenter in his flight because he wasn't listening to him he was doing his own thing and he completely messed up uh he never flew again actually he never went into space again but as i said and i I won't spoil it because i I don't know if they'll talk about it in the real right stuff but carpenter sorry cooper's flight is one of the most amazing flights it's up there on like apollo 13 levels of just like pure technical skill getting you through mm. absolute craziness and I am very sad we won't get to see that flight. Yeah. The thing they did set up was the the women's group right. setting up that quite well and I,
0: I was a little bit like it's like with Gordo where you know he he's obviously he, he brought it up at the bar about him defending them right defending what they were doing and he got torn to bits right and of course then he's on the stage and he's in front of all these blokes and then the trouble is as well we're projecting like. Um, like today, on to then, and obviously at the time it was a very different era and his comments, yeah, they to us now, they sound, you know, like you, you're awful you, you, you're horrible you know, and, but it's like that kind of thing, like, yeah, but you could see the conflict op- that they played on him, and I just thought was good, and it was that kind of thing of like, and obviously his daughters and his wife being so upset, and it was like oh, because they set up the whole thing with her being on the in the in the test thing and it's a bit like they're so setting this they're setting the tone because i think they had said that they were wanting to do the second season looking at them doing this but i i was a bit like oh they're definitely setting the the tone for the next season
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see how they play that out because the mercury 13 program which is the women's program um didn't make it to project gemini it it got closed before we got to the, the the Gemini program. And so if the timelines that they're going the show's on uh, means we wouldn't see it unless they alter the timeline, which we've seen they've done before. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though, that they made Gordo the, the bad guy on that one. Uh, not saying it didn't happen. I don't actually know if that one happened, but in real life, the bad guy of that story is actually John Glenn.
0: Doesn't doesn't surprise me actually, because it is very what well, is I mean, he's just an old fashioned right. And you gotta uh, imagine this is old fashioned based on like the twenties and the thirties kind of territory.
1: Right. I, I say the bad guy because it's from our modern perspective. In the yeah. in the nineteen sixties, obviously, I think most men agreed with him, but he he got in front of Congress and he said, you know what? Women aren't suitable to fly in space. Uh, he based it on the idea that um these women never had jet fighter experience which of course they did not ignoring the fact that they did not have jet fighter experience because they were not allowed to have jet fighter experience being women um didn't age well but yeah yeah it's it very, was a different it was a different time and it, yeah i mean this is the thing is it, was, it was so far ago that so,
0: so much has changed and that's the thing of sometimes with these shows you know they're projecting stuff that at the time was just general and it's very it's but obviously, that's just that's just how time goes. Um, moving on from there, we also had the newest episode of The Mandalorian.
1: What did you think of that one? I it's right now competing with the first episode of this season as my favorite of this season so far. I I really loved this episode, and I will grant you that part of that is seeing Bo-Katan come to life from the animated show. Uh, there were just some great scenes uh, with her and her her. Um, What do you want to call them? Guards, uh, compatriots? I don't know. Yeah, Sasha Banks, the boss. Uh, uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, WWE (laughs) reference. I only know that because I read the press release that says she's in the WWE. But yeah,
0: well, Uh, it was the thing is is like with that is from from my point of view is like they they teased who she was and of course everyone was getting like you know it's Asuka Tanaka. It's like no, it's a different person completely. And (laughs) of course, (laughs) like that one, like is orange people. Yeah um so yeah i, I really like that and i the whole episode is just full of action and i what i loved as well was seeing the mandalorians fighting the stormtroopers oh that was great that was suddenly like you know that kind of thing of like oh i am watching star wars you know that because sometimes you you kind of you know you get any hints. hint i sometimes for, i wouldn't say i forget that it's star wars because it's like you get caught up in it and you're watching it, and it's all new characters and it's new planets. But this was like, you know, when they're actually going up against the Empire, that's when it feels like proper Star Wars, you know, and you got yes. stormtroopers running around and all the way. Um, you know, because when he's off on some random planet fighting monsters, uh, big spiders, you know, it wasn't until the X Wings turn up that you suddenly, oh, yeah, we're an X Wing, you know. But I thought this was a great episode, really enjoyed it. It's funny because I'm seeing like some people like complaining about. Like, you know, all these filler episodes and the story not moving and it's too slow. I'm like, what? And, you know, all these, and it's like, I really enjoy that aspect to it. I like the, I like these individual stories. It's a TV show, it's not a movie. They're not making a movie here.
1: Yeah, and I would accept that criticism in season one. I mean, I think we even leveled that criticism ourselves back in like the second episode when we we're like, wait, hold on. The story got put on hold so we could go off and do something else for a little while. What's going on? But now we're we're almost halfway through the second season. You know what this show is about at this point. It is a monster of the week with the occasional dip into the continuing story. I mean, you are allowed to be upset about it. Obviously you want the the overarching story, but... You do kind of have to accept that this is what they're doing with it. Yeah, and I think this is a. Ho- get my feet. Um, it's one of
0: those things of I think a lot of people are looking at like, like the Clone Wars of all the like it's like the Clone Wars took years to get anything done. <laughs> they took them. They had so many, so much filler, and it's like, you know, yeah. It. I don't know. I, I I just really I just really enjoyed this episode. I mean, it was the shortest one of the lot, but it made sense. Couple of other quick nods I noticed as well. I don't know if you did, but because uh, Bryce Howard she directed it, but also the the scene where the laser quest is dropping, it's literally a homage to Apollo 13, which her father made. Like literally, almost like shot for shot, but just reversed. Yes, and even she went on Twitter
1: and was like, "Oh yeah, you caught it, people." You know, I thought that was good. I, I watched that scene. I'm like, I've seen this somewhere before. My r- initial reaction was actually Firefly. I'm like, this is yeah. from Firefly, but I went and was like, no, this doesn't actually line up with anything from Firefly. And I think I saw it on, on Reddit or something like that where someone showed the shots side yeah. by side. I was like, yep, okay. That it that, that is Apollo 13 right there. Yeah. Which I
0: I thought was good. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Again, it's full of action and I really like that whole aspect to it of them just kind of. Puppy's decided to bite. Start biting my feet. She's been now your pain. hands. She's being a pain today. Normally she sleeps through the episodes, but today, even though I got up with her early, okay. she normally she she's it.
1: only been in like three episodes, and she's definitely been attacking you in all of them.
0: Yeah, but for this one, she's. I mean, she's biting me here and there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I just found like with, and now she's in the cheek. I I found like the whole aspect of the Mandalorians and then rescuing the whole kind of reminding me of the Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean yes. I mean but that, I mean I remember having one of those action figures as a kid one of the squid guys and it was like you know they were, not you know you they were they in a scene in return of the Jedi and like that they were like this makes so much and I like the fact that on the planet they you were using the water-based animal uh, water-based thing rather than just everybody I,
1: I really thought that was a smart move. Uh, there was a lot of good world, world building going on in this episode that kind of extended our understanding of uh, the Mon Calamari, which was the Admiral Akbar race. And then uh, the squid guys called the Quarrens. And yeah, I, I just really loved that about the episode. I loved seeing, well, once again, the Mandalorian falling into an obvious trap. Uh, he, he, he needs to work on that a bit.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's the thing, he doesn't have a tendency to to believe everyone at face value. I was like, I need someone to take me there. Well, this person knows it. I've known him for 10 minutes. Okay. I don't sure. Know. It, it, it's, um, I mean, it's like, hey, here's the child. We're just going to give it to his... Well, I suppose he, he knew... I that think the child have... was
1: more dangerous to them than they were to the child, <laughs> to be honest.
0: But there was something about the fact of him looking at the... Ch- once, the once the fish had become a person or had been... Obviously, you know they'd uh, it had become the little newt thing. His he changed what he was doing, and of course there was some reference to the fact of you know are our baby Yodas made that way? Are they um, you know water things? I don't know. Um, but the minute it became a little
1: newt thing, he he changed how he was looking at it. I didn't actually kind of see that. I kind of felt like if he'd had the opportunity, he still would have eaten it. But I'm not, I don't know. He, it's open to interpretation. There was yeah. nothing explicitly said. Um, and I think the Mandalorian also kind of had that impression too. He's like, I know you're hungry. Let's go get some food. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it is.
0: Uh, and that's the thing. Every time you turn around, he's eating something. You know, it's like so I was about to kill him. And it's like, you know, next thing you know, he's eating it. Um, yeah, again, just more more of this. It's just I really enjoyed the episode. It was such a it was refreshing exactly well. And I can't put that enough. I just
1: like, I want a little bit of Star Wars action every week. That's all we need. That's all we yeah, you know. I, it's it's a really good episode. It was great to see the Mandalorians. It was great to see um Clone Wars Mandalorians interacting with Mando Mandalorian and us finally getting the the whole like taking the helmet thing off where in the Clone Wars is like, whatever, I'm just gonna take my helmet off. And he's I, like I, I,
0: and it was this kind of thing of like going because I remember when this whole thing of like you can't take his helmet off and you go. But in this show, they took it off all the time. Yeah, they were always taking it off, and of course, and there's like they they fix that whole loophole. They're like, oh yeah, you're part of a cult that you don't do it, and you have all been stolen, and you're not actually Mandalorian. And it was like, oh, okay, that that kind of mixed it all up. And I, I, yeah, I just really, and it was nice as well seeing the mix between, obviously. The, the heavy Mandalorians and the female ones and their suits and the whole of how it all worked in because it was like, you know, and I just again, when they flew in to sort of save, I mean, when the the child got eaten by the big thing in the tank, and you're like, okay, and then suddenly they all flew in. It's like, oh, I, I wasn't expecting that.
1: No, definitely was not expecting that. Uh, um, my first one to go, Sabine, it's Sabine. It's, it's like, no, she wasn't playing Sabine. I know everyone was, I, I was hoping for Sabine as well. No, Sasha was not. Sabine unfortunately yeah. and uh we knew Katie Sackoff was not going to be Sabine because she already played Bo-Katan in both Clone Wars and Rebels. I but... like the fact that that was able to happen. I really like the fact that they were able to do that I was like she actually could play the character she she played because obviously they can't all do that. I they can't all do that but it was great to see Katie Sackoff. uh I'm not exactly a huge Battlestar Galactica fan but cool. Katie was one of the standout stars of that show and I'm glad to see that she's uh, continuing to be a standout sh- star here and there. And I'm sure we haven't seen the last for the, they, they they practically could have put in bold letters. We'll see these Mandalorians again at the end of the season, you know? Yeah. we will see them again. And we'll also see them in, the, in their own spinoff show because we're going to give every character a spinoff. <laughs> to be honest, I, we haven't even had rumors about that one. I'm sure they're, they're out there somewhere, but to be honest, uh, after this episode, it would be like, yeah, I would totally watch a spinoff with Katie Sackhoff and uh, what's her, Sasha That's right. Bray? I don't know Banks. what her real name is. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, I saw it in an article, but either Sasha Banks and, and uh, Nameless Man, Mandalorian, yeah. who was on the other side. I would totally <laughs> watch a show with them.
0: Yeah, no, I really good, really good episode. Really enjoyed it. Definitely. I mean, I just found this whole season to be, I think as you're going into it, knowing what you're getting, I think that's the difference. I mean, I know they're trying to build up, you know, I mean, she's trying to look for the dark saber, which we know what she's doing. And it was building on it. And it was like, okay, so yeah, this, this, I think what everyone liked about this one is there was that story progression, but in actual fa- yeah, okay. So you need to go meet a Jedi. You're going to go meet a Soga. Cause at first I was going, is she talking Obi-Wan? You know, it's like, well, he's not going to turn up in this one cause he would have been long gone. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> is
1: post Return of the Jedi
0: well I think the trouble is, is when you're jumping around so much you get a little bit like when you're you know sometimes it's like and I'm like, no 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 Obi-Wan will be long gone so and then obviously she name drops Ahsoka and I'm like ah cool you know and it's like because
1: then you're thinking well actually yeah because Jedi's were were allowed to be around then so that was... Different. right but most of them had been killed oh, off yeah. long before because this was long after the Clone Wars but at- I like how they work that in. I mean, we we've known for a while that Ahsoka was probably coming up in here, uh, but it makes sense for her to be introduced by Bocatan because they knew each other both in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. And yeah, so who who would katan point it to? Everyone else is dead. Yeah, I mean the
0: thing as well. I mean now we're like we're, next week is the halfway point. If they're right. gonna introduce Ahsoka. That would seem like, and if she's in a lot of because it's like again, you know, there's no we've not seen the other characters from the first season yet, you know, they you know, but heavily promoted them and all the talk. It's like, yeah, but we've not even seen them in the season, you know, yes. or not, he brings them, he's got to bring them back at some point, but uh, there's got to be some big
1: fight coming up for him to get the gang back together, <laughs> right? Uh, I would caution that. We should not necessarily expect that Ahsoka will show up in the next episode, um, or um, any uh, you know Cara Dune or any of them, because as we were just talking about, this show loves to take detours. It loves to be like, all right, we need to get over there, but first I'm going to go mission first. First, we're going to go after some spiders, and the Razor Crest is still in absolutely abysmal condition. So we we will see. Uh, obviously, I I hope that we get Ahsoka sooner rather than later, and we get the gang back together sooner rather than later. But just everyone keep your expectations. Yeah, I, I, right.
0: I, when you're saying that, okay, yeah, they could still get. I mean, they can do a whole thing of just I'm just going getting fuel for the ship. You know, I, it's. Um, I did love the fact that the, the, they turned the the. I mean, the grazer Crest ended up becoming like a, a pirate ship. You know, that it's was. Like, why is, it was like you got in and like, and they're like, what? the what? <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is like webbing and netting and all over everything it was like what? I kind of that was that was fun and then I also just loved the entire landing sequence or like uh, you need to slow down he's like I'm trying I'm definitely trying <laughs> and then just when you think he's got it uh oops no yeah. he didn't he didn't. I mean it. how that ship goes on I mean it's a full-on banger <laughs> I, <laughs> this is like that old logic puzzle once you replace all the panels on the ship is it still the same ship anymore? because everything's got to have been replaced by now but I'm really enjoying
0: that they are really using that ship much more you know yes it's it's become you know I mean yeah it was in the, but it's becoming much more of a bigger thing you know and every the last I mean
1: I mean how many times he's destroyed it in the last few weeks To be honest, I'm not entirely sure that the Razorcrest is going to survive this season. I I would not be incredibly surprised if season three he had a new ship because this one is getting torn to pieces. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's definitely
0: definitely interesting how it all goes on. But There we go. That goes um, The Mandalorian. So we obviously have another episode next week. Uh, We'll also be talking on next week's show. I'll be talking about Marvel 616 and also we'll be talking about the Mickey Mouse new animated series, the Lego Star Wars special. Um, got a lot, of new, a lot of fun stuff to talk about next week. Um, so if you haven't already done so, make sure you do go subscribe either on YouTube or on audio platforms. Go check us out over at what's Like, follow and subscribe. And we should see you guys in another episode. Laters. later. Later.